Hello and welcome to a brand new installment of Nintendo News Report for Tuesday, June 6th, 2017. I'm Alex Kalafi, joined today for a three-man show discussing the Pokemon Direct this morning. Uh, an an eight-minute Direct that we will discuss for 38 minutes at least, maybe twice that. I'm joined by Donald Terrio of Nintendo News Report. Hello. There were two games announced in this thing that uh, kind of made me upset, but we'll get to that. Two games. Okay, I'm, I'm curious to see which two. We're also joined, instead of Neil or Zach, we got something even better for this kind of topic. We got Justin Baruby, King Nintendo fanboy and uh, self-proclaimed Pokemon fan. What's up, guys? I've been a Pokemon fan since the beginning. Yeah. Still have yeah. some of my Edition 1 cards. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, <laughs> when I first played Pokemon in kindergarten you would have been what in seventh grade at that point yeah i think i was about like 13 when pokemon came out yeah (laughs) what a direct because in eight minutes i i think back to the pokemon x and y nintendo direct which was about the exact same amount of time and all it was was saying what the history of pokemon was and then talking about this new 3d model pokemon game and that's basically all it was. Sun and Moon, there was a tiny bit more in addition to that. There was the there might have been Pokemon Red and Blue, but it was basically Pokemon Sun and Moon. This new direct in 8 minutes, they managed to squeeze in four full separate announcements detailing the ones you want to know more about the least and the ones you don't really care to know about the most. Uh, I thought the structure of this direct was frustrating. <laughs> well, I mean, they they pretty much gave the most attention in it to a Switch game, which is what you would expect them to do. Unfortunately, the Switch game that we're getting is probably not the one that most people expected. Yeah. It's it's basically like the genie wishes you see in movies that set that you you're like, "Oh, I want a Pokémon game on Switch." And they're like, "Yeah, we'll give you a Pokémon game on Switch." It, it's the monkey's paw. Yeah. And the game we're talking about is Pokémon Tournament. Is it DX? DX. Yeah. It's, it's DX, got that yeah. handheld <laughs> deluxe titling. Yeah. And I wasn't a big fan of the original, but I was pretty sure this was going to be announced sooner or later because they have been adding new characters to the arcade version of the game that were not coming to the Wii U version. So I think, to me, it was only a matter of time. And then there was that rumor over the last week about, uh, I forget who it was, accidentally saying some uh, arcade stick Mm. was going to be compatible with Pokémon Tournament on Switch. So I think it was Hori that actually they did that in in Japan. They they updated the listing at the time, but turns out they didn't need to. Yeah. Yeah. Pokémon Tournament DX, the game announced today, which surprisingly did not really leak. The upgraded version of the 2016 Wii U game adds five new characters. You got Krogunk, Darkrai, Scizor, and Empoleon from the Japanese arcade version that we kind of expected to come in through DLC, but came in through this version instead. There's also the brand new character in Decidueye from Pokemon Sun and Moon. There's also uh, new match options. You got the friend matches, you have ranked matches, you have three-on-three team battle. That's coming out on September 22nd. Okay, <laughs> that's that's fine. I, I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take my wishes for a mainline Pokemon game out on Pokemon Tournament DX. It's just 
this doesn't feel like a game that necessarily needed to be on Switch. It, it, it certainly didn't need to be on Switch this late. Like, the Pokemon World Championships are about a month before. I find it hard to believe that they're still going to use the Wii U version of Pokémon when a Switch version is, like, a month out. Mm. Yeah. So, the... I mean, this is something that we pretty much expected, considering that the the three of those char- those new characters that we mentioned, they were data mined in an update for the Wii U version, but never actually came to it. So you figured at some point they would go back and do a fixed version of Pokémon, which this honestly seems more like Street Fighter Two Turbo to the original game. So I'm I'm down for that. Yeah. Is it full price? Uh, probably. Probably. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that's a bit ridiculous for this game because, all to me anyway, all they did was really add five new characters, and I didn't think the presentation was that great in the original to begin with. So if you're asking full price for a whole new version of this game, to me it's a little steep. One might say the presentation was the very worst aspect in the original Pokemon <laughs> tournament. I don't know if you remember the the weird anime fan dub quality voice acting that was in that story mode. Yeah, but all the characters are unlocked from the start now, so you don't have to go through that story mode. Unless they've hopefully made some dramatic improvements to it, but probably not. Yeah. I remember what I thought of Pokémon Tournament. was something along the lines of that this is a pretty good game that probably should have cost $20 instead of $60, or at least $30 or $40. I remember $60 being really aggressive. So $60 for a re-release that adds maybe uh, 20 to 25% more characters. Well, actually, no, it's it's more than that. It's, it's probably closer to 30% more characters and not that much new content. I just don't see the package here. <laughs> I, have, I have a hard time understanding why Pokémon Tournament really needs to happen other than because it made sense in Nintendo's marketing plan. But I guess at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Because Nintendo wants to have a lot of games ready for that online service coming in 2018, and this just helps fill that lineup of compatible games that will work online that your $20 will get you. Yeah, yeah. Let's see what the chat has to say. Anna Foster says, Alex has some really pretty lips. Thank you very much. (laughs) Cherry Goblin says, have a Wii U but never played Pokémon. I recommend Pokémon Tournament for exactly $20. And I know around here at least that some stores are, are have already marked it down to 30, I don't 30 Canadian, so probably 20 US. I don't know if that was in of an anticipation of this thing, but it would certainly make sense. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really like the original game. I don't know how you guys felt about it. It just felt too complicated, especially for a game with Pokémon characters that would draw in a a younger audience. There's just mm. too many systems to learn. And I know a lot of like fighting game people are like, it was pretty easy as far as fighting games go, but not to me anyway. There's still way too much to learn. They threw too much at you right at the front, and it, the learning curve was just too large. I, I thought it was a solid 7.5, and I scored it as such. 7.5 is probably the right score for that game. Because the fighting systems in Pokémon Tournament were quite solid. But to, to sort of bounce off your point, Justin... I feel like what Pokémon Tournament struggled with was that it couldn't decide if it was going to be a super simplified accessible fighter or a super 
uh, like tournament level fighter. Because what would happen is, yes, it's complicated enough that people come up with these skills, but it's simplified enough that actually playing Pokémon tournament competitively is the same four Pokémon using the same three moves over and over again. It's it was it was relatively frustrating to play that game in in a uh, in a competitive way. But Anna also says, in addition to talking about my lips. I'm really psyched about Pokémon Tournament on Switch. Never picked it up on Wii U, but always wanted to. Word. Because Pokémon Tournament does... It has its appeal. A lot of people do genuinely love it. Otherwise, there wouldn't be a tournament scene to justify the tournament that's coming to E3. But it's like Mario Kart 8. I think the perfect audience for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe are the people who never played the original Mario Kart 8. And as a 2016 Wii U game, there's probably a lot of people that fall into that category. Yeah. PokePal, who came who came to the right edition of this podcast, says, If they want online fighters, then make a definitive version of Smash 4 with all the content from the other versions. I almost think with Pokken Tournament, I'm less eager about a Smash Bros. port coming out this year. But I, I they think may not I- have... Go ahead. Alan. Well, <laughs> they, they may not have the space on their schedule for it. If they if they assume if you assume one game a month from now until the end of the year, you've got Arms, Splatoon, Kingdom Battle, Pokémon, Fire Emblem Warriors, Mario Odyssey, Xenoblade Two, which actually seems to be on track for a December release. So yeah. that so where do you put Smash in that? Unless you're going to drop it on the same day as Pokémon, which would just kill Pokémon sales. Right. I mean, what they could do is include a demo of Smash with Pokin purchases. That'd be fun. <laughs> I saw I saw someone on NeoGAF today posit the idea that Nintendo should put the E3 demo of Super Mario Odyssey on the eShop, which is which is something you hear at every single E3 that a new Mario game comes out, which is a great idea in theory until you realize that Nintendo doesn't want anyone near their demos without a trained Nintendo employee to watch over bad shit happening. And uh, I I feel it's the same thing, that you don't necessarily want an early demo of a Super Smash Bros. port, unless the Super Smash Bros. port already came out 20 years ago, which you can see in previous Super Smash Bros. games. Um, Yeah, as far as Smash goes, it's probably going to be out. And my my guess would be before the end of 2018. Yeah, but it really depends on how ambitious the project's going to be. Are they adding a ton of new content, new more characters and whatnot? If so, I'm going to say end of 2018. If it's just going to be a port with a couple new things and maybe they drip feed DLC, maybe we'll see it before the end of the fiscal year. That yeah. that seems like a good game to go live with an online service with, though. That mm, you're going to charge like 20 bucks for. Hmm. Was that a prediction we had on last week's show, Donald? I I seem to recall it, it came up at some point. It came up at some point. Yeah, yeah. That, I still think that's a pretty good idea. You would think to launch Super Smash Bros. and the holiday season November 18th, but launching well, getting, it with the online service is a great idea. You know, getting back to Pokken for a second, I think we did hear a couple more Just things about it. <laughs> yeah, we're a little off track, but uh, we did hear it should have Amiibo support. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yep, they'll it'll support Amiibo and the and that little controller that I bought for twenty bucks will also work with it. Yeah, nice. there's two versions of that controller right now, so take your pick. <laughs> yeah, as I touched on, there's going to be a Pokken Tournament DX Invitational on June 14th. It is going to be at 10:30 a.m. Pacific. That's 1:30 uh, p.m. 
Eastern time. You got eight YouTube and Twitch stars, aka influencers. It's going to be basically, in addition to Splatoon 2 and ARMS, you're also going to have a Pokémon Tournament DX Invitational. Which kind of tells you how important Nintendo sees this port in the grand scheme of their 2016 releases. They see the three multiplayer games. 2017, excuse me, yes. ARMS, Splatoon 2, Pokémon Tournament DX. After Mario Kart, those are the three games that they're going to have for multiplayer this year. Yeah, and then the single-player fans will get their fill out of the fourth quarter, basically. Yeah, if you got Xenoblade 2, which soundtrack basically just wrapped up, then... And you're also going to have Mario. It, se- it seems like those two games are definitely coming out this year, which is, which is fairly exciting. But that wasn't in the Pokemon Direct. You know, it wasn't the Pokemon Direct for all of two seconds. Was the trailer, half trailer, like piggyback onto the Pokemon trailer. Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon are the mainline Pokemon RPGs for 2017. It's releasing on 3DS November 17th worldwide, exclusively 3DS, no Switch port. It will be a quote-unquote alternate story for Sun and Moon. You got new Necrozma-looking forms for Solgaleo and Lunala. And I was pretty salty after these games were first announced because I really wanted a Pokemon game on Switch, but it looks like I'm going to have to wait at least one more year. Are you getting the Pokemon game on Switch? I'm getting, I'm getting the Pokemon game. Well, you know, this, yeah, yeah. It's, I'm gonna go. You're, you're wanting, you're wanting the RPG. You're wanting yeah. the thing that will cause switches to be sold out in Japan for the rest of this decade, as opposed to the rest of the year. Yeah, that's the video game I want. Anna Foster concurs. I, I really hope a mainline Pokemon game is in development for Switch right now. And I, I agree. I really want to play a Pokemon RPG in the big screen. There was a magical moment to playing Pokemon Stadium 1 and Pokemon Stadium 2, or Pokemon Stadium 2 and Pokemon Sta- Stadium 3. It's the Pokemon Stadium number is weird. It's a mess. Yeah, but being able to play po- Pokemon on the big screen is a, a really magical thing. Especially at four times speed or whatever it was. At four yeah. times speed. I, I'm, I'm really bummed. Because I don't want to play another Pokemon game on 3DS. And and maybe I'm I'm outnumbered here because there's so many people with the 3DS and not as many people with the Switch. I I guess I guess with Pokemon Sun and Moon, they saw it as the big reinvention of the franchise. I was hoping for something more than this. Yeah, this this seems to the way I think the last time they used that kind of language in regards to a set of follow up Pokemon games was back in the Black Two White Two days, which hey that had some pretty cool things that I'd really like them to bring back, like I don't know selectable difficulty mm. for the main game, but I'm I I'm interested in seeing what they mean now by alternate take because there are some pretty twisted ways they could go with that. Ultra says a lot about the potential for this game, considering Ultra Beasts are the thematic point of Pokemon. That is true. I mean, for me personally, I was a little disappointed it's not on Switch like you were, Alex, because uh, I've barely touched my 3DS since I've had my Switch. Granted, I've been playing mostly Zelda still. Uh, I'm plowing through that game, trying to do almost everything in it. So that's taken up a lot of my time, but... The screen is so much nicer on Switch. It's hard to go back to 3DS once you get used to that higher resolution. 
So I really would have liked the new games to be on the Switch. But the one thing I will say is I really didn't like Black 2 and White 2, and this looks to be doing the same type of thing. So we'll see where where that goes. Justin, are you, are, you, are you one of these people who, like me, struggles to see why people love Black 2 and White 2 as much as they do? It just felt like the same game to me with more story tacked onto it. But, but, the, story, but wait, the, story... The, the story in Pokemon isn't really why you should be playing those games. Like, It never made yeah. me care too much about the story. I just had to like go through it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah three words. Pokemon World Tournament. Yeah, that's, that's the highlight of Pokemon Black 2, White 2. And it's also a shame because the best story in that series is in Pokemon Black and White, and they follow it up with one of the weakest stories. Well, X and Y well, has something to say to that. but Yeah, but I mean, in, in Black 2 and White 2, the, the prime threat from Plasma has theoretically mostly been dealt with at that point. Yeah. Although Black 2, White 2 has the closest thing this series will ever have to attempted murder, so it's kind of <laughs> yeah. going for it. Yeah. Well... Uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon brings plenty, plenty adult themes. I don't know. I, I was hoping for more. Seeing the big YouTube uh, full screen on my computer and then that blown up 3DS image, <laughs> I was hoping I had seen that for the last time in my life. I yeah. was sadly, although, sadly mistaken. Although, I mean, there was that um, clerical error there that uh, they initially had it listed as TBA for Switch and then somebody realized, you know what? This isn't coming to Switch. Maybe we should get rid of that. <laughs> but that was a nice that was a nice 20 minutes or so. Mm. It was. As far as what this game concerns, we know you got the two forms that are clearly necrozma based. And then there's new clothing for the protagonist, but it looks like the same protagonist. It doesn't really look like there's a time skip like uh, false rumors were reporting yesterday. There's there's a Pikachu there's running up a hill. I there's I don't there, I don't quite have a feeling of for what this yeah. is. There's new touches on the roots, but they're only going to be meaningful to somebody who's played through Sun and Moon like 15 times to this point. Have you played Pokemon Sun and Moon 15 times yet? Uh no, because a little thing called Fire Emblem got in the way. Mm, mm, I see. I see. And Persona and so on. I wish I had something more to say about this Pokemon game. I'm guessing there's going to be another trailer at whatever E3 show they do. Yeah, we're probably going to hear more about this next week during Treehouse Live because it seems like the it seems like the focus for the main presentation is going to be a Switch game, and they're. But yeah, I I wonder if there's something about communication locally between 3DS and Switch that just doesn't work and that's why this game is not like multi-platform because we're talking i mean we saw this last week or we saw this with monster hunter double cross as well where the only way that they can communicate with each other is through internet so maybe there's some something in either design of the switch or the 3ds i'm i'm speaking purely hypothetically here i have no confirmation this is true but if they can't communicate with each other game freak's not going to do two platforms for this. Mm, that's fair. Do you think there's going to be a switch over? Get it to switch. Um, if if it's the case, I don't think we see. We may not see a Pokemon game until probably the end of the next fiscal year. So you're thinking March. March of 2019. Jeez, Louise. 
I'd be Although, more, yeah, go ahead. But if they really want to short circuit this generation and move on, then that would be a very good thing to have in your pocket for next year. Mm, that's true. On the Switch. Yeah, maybe the Pokemon company and everybody has never really put the new Pokemon games out on a brand new system. They kind of waited for the install base to grow a bit. So what I'm thinking is maybe if like a newer version of the Switch releases and the current Switch becomes more of like a discount model, maybe that would be a good time to put a Pokemon game out on it. Mm -hmm. Unless, of course, there is a new Nintendo handheld. I hope not. At least not for a few more years. I think the Switch is in a good place, and I, I feel like in a few years, Nintendo s could make a Switch that was the size of a handheld and could justify going into the one-platform future. That's the hope I have. That's not how it's going to pan out, but that's the hope I have. I, I just... A new 3DS or a new Nintendo handheld that's not the Switch or not some relative of the Switch just doesn't make sense to me today. I don't know. I mean, it's really hard to figure out what's going to go on because we're in uncharted territory here as far as this goes. It's So it's really hard to predict at this point what Nintendo is going to do or decide to do in regards to keeping a handheld and a console separate or if they really are going to put all the resources into one device because that does have increased risks business-wise because if that one device fails, you have nothing to fall back onto for the core business model. Yeah. That's all we really have to say on Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra. <laughs> there was very little to go off of. It's impressive that we even had this much to say. Yeah, we got we got a fair bit of conversation out of out of what amounted to what fifteen seconds of footage at best, and a, and a copyright screen. That's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. Also launching on September twenty second, same day as Pokemon Tournament DX, the first three DS Virtual Console titles to release in roughly 21 months. Pokemon Gold and Silver are coming to the 3DS, along with support for Pokemon Bank, uh, which was the case with last year's Red, Blue, and Yellow releases, which is cool. I, I always argue that those are potentially the best Pokemon games, but I guess we'll see whether people are going to like these games so much or if they're going to turn on them the same way people turned on Red, Blue, and Yellow when they came to Virtual Console. Hey, I love Red, Blue, and Yellow. I didn't like Gold and Silver as much as them. So, mm. I think a lot, a lot of people are going to realize something that I've been saying for years. Pokemon Gold and Silver, not that good video games. Is it the fact that they're basically busted and bursting at the seams with content? Like, Is it because they chose quantity over quality in some respects? That that's basically it. We when we did a a patron podcast mm. of ranking the Pokemon main series, that that was one of my chief concerns with with the games is that they just because you could cram Kanto in there doesn't mean you should have. Well, that's the best part of the game in my opinion. I love Kanto. I'm ready to go back to Kanto and remakes. You know, forget the other regions. Let me go live in Kanto again <laughs> and better graphics. I'm ready to go back. That's what I was saying. I, I well, that was that's something I've been saying for a while. Is if they do a Pokemon Switch game and they want to do something safe, remake the first games again, or better yet, do a new story in Kanto that's the same region but expanded. Give it a time skip. 
give it a second generation. There's a real opportunity to play off nostalgia in a new HD Pokemon video game here that, that I wish Nintendo would take slightly more advantage of. And one of the reasons I really didn't like Gold, Silver, and Crystal is because those games were just anti-Mewtwo propaganda, put, adding these dark Pokemon in, trying to take and, them down off the... T- the, the and the sad thing the is, top. Mewtwo was still freaking broken in that game. Not nearly as much, but I mean, one of the, another part of that is that I put so much time into red, blue, and yellow that when you moved guys over, some of the effects of the moves were different too. So it, it was just difficult to like deal with. It's like your work had to be completely reworked, and sometimes it couldn't. You had to start over and play through the old games again to get a move set that would be more compatible in the future. It, it was a little bit of a mess. Mm. Yeah, I, I look forward also to these games being like twenty bucks Canadian, considering there's already <laughs> a tax on Game Boy Color games as opposed to Game Boy games, and then you add in the Pokemon tax, including the wireless trading on top of that. Um, be ready for these things to be like fifteen bucks US, guys. Oh God, I hope not. I really hope not, but I think you might be right. Also, where the bleep is Crystal? coming later so you could buy another version well that's next year (laughs) yeah i mean they're not gonna put out a pokemon uh ruby sapphire because they don't have the gba virtual console on 3ds they're gonna have to do it on the switch when the 3ds or the the game boy advance virtual console comes to the switch so you're gonna have to put 2019 that's got to be pokemon crystal 2020 is going to be Pokemon Ruby, Pokemon Sapphire. Yeah, one, one of the things I'm worried about with these games, too, on uh, the 3DS Virtual Console, is, uh, I mean, I looked on the Pokemon website, and it looks like the games will be compatible with r- the Virtual Console versions of Red, Blue, and Yellow by trading Pokemon between games. But if you're just one person, and you put all your Virtual Console games on the same 3DS, how are you supposed to transfer your Pokemon from Red, Blue, and Yellow to Gold and Silver? You'd have to get someone else with the gold and silver games trans and trade from red, blue and yellow to their gold and silver. And then from their gold and silver back to you. That's the only way I could see it. Pokemon bank. Yeah. But Pokemon bank for red, blue and yellow would not let you trade back once you put them on the Pokemon bank. So unless they change that whole bank setup to allow people to trade within the old games, it might not work. PokePal says two things. One, Heart Gold Soul Silver are better than Gold Silver Crystal. PokePal That's not saying much. Well, you know. PokePal also says Fire Red and Leaf Green are terrible remakes. On our Patreon podcast where we debated the best generations of Pokemon games, that was one of the strongest points of contention that actually happened off the air for the most part, although a little bit of it came on the air, was you had a couple people who were saying HeartGold Silver are super heartless remakes that are really boring as far as creative works go. And you have other, and those same people were saying for the most part, Fire Red and Leaf Green are awesome remakes. But then you had other people, and I think it was basically two on two in this, who were saying Fire Red and Leaf Green are horrible, Heart Gold Soul Silver best Pokemon games. I would say one of the hottest points of contention are the quality of the Pokemon remakes. Although it sounds like 
people aren't really disagreeing. Just the whole on, series in general. Just, just the whole series in general. No one's really disagreeing on Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, though. I didn't like them. I no, know you did. Uh, well, I, yeah. I didn't like. I didn't like the originals either. They're my least favorite. So. <laughs> Justin, I hope you haven't listened to that patron podcast. Then. I, I haven't. <laughs> oh God! I mean, I, I could, I could talk a long time on what I, on that stuff, but for another day, probably. Let, let me say this: because you weren't on that show, you'll have very strong feelings about who got first place. I won't say much more. Become a patron in order to listen. <laughs> we, we made a very interesting decision. On, on where to rank the top Pokemon games. It sounds like you probably made a bad decision there, Alex. Yeah, <laughs> I made the right decision for Alex. Patreon.com slash NWR. <laughs> yeah, uh, Matt Kelly had something to say. Hey, NWR, would you like to see Game Freak adding branch evolutions similar to Fire Emblem, the Sacred Stones, Awakening, or Fates for future mainline Pokemon games? What do you think he's talking about, Donald? Um, the, in the modern Fire Emblem games, you can generally, you generally have a choice of a couple of classes to go with for, for when a character classes up. So they can go to like Armored Knight or right. Bow Knight or something like that. Yeah. Uh, those would basically end up becoming new Pokemon anyway. Mm. And I think Game Freak is trying to get away from that just because they're running out of ways for Pokemon to evolve. Like, good luck getting a Malamar after Gen 6. <laughs> or 7, for that matter. It's, but, it's the next Huntail. Yeah, but um, they've been doing that for a while. They, they did it for a while. They've, they seem to have stopped, and I'm kind of glad for that. Mm. Yeah, I think they're trying to make Pokemon less confusing, not more confusing. They are, like I said, they, I mean, we, we had, we, for those who don't know, in order to get Malamar, which is a Pokemon that was introduced in X and Y, you literally have to flip your 3DS upside down. When it, and then you have to hold it in that position from the minute it gets the experience points to where it starts, where it can evolve until the evolution's done. Yeah. PokePal says, maybe they will do Gen 4 remakes around the same time they make the Pokemon anime. Uh, good again, because Gen 4 was the last time they did that. I actually thought the black and white anime was quite good, despite the fact that they, they nerfed Pikachu real badly. I don't know. Well, the only, way to, the only way to explain the fact that he's not level 255 by now is to nerf him. <laughs> was there actually a storyline for him getting weaker? Or? Yeah, I think it involved like the electric dragon from, from I want to say black version. Mm. No. You no, know, white. White had the black mascot. Black had the white mascot because color contrast. Yeah. Zekrom. Yeah. Yeah. I thought po Gen Four was the most forgettable Pokemon generation. Three for me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, here's the thing: is as much as you can criticize three, and and to each their own. Gen Three has a lot of weird shit in it that Gen yeah, Four doesn't have. It, it's just a safe game. I don't think it was safe because when it came out, it made it so you could never get your old Pokemon back, which was infuriating beyond belief. No, no, and no. Ruby Sapphire aren't the safe games. Diamond Pearl are. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, as, part of that was yeah. they they did they had to change the data structure so much going to the GBA that they were basically left without a choice. 
Oh, I understand that, but as a player, it was frustrating, and plus a lot of the Pokemon you came to know and love weren't even available until Fire Red and Leaf Green came out. Hmm. PokePal calls attention to my Lotix original evolution style, which I believe was making Feebas beautiful and then leveling yeah. it up. Yeah. At this point, trading with an item is less annoying than doing the original method. Hmm. I think that covers all the Pokemon news from this eight-minute direct, says Alex Kalafi at 10.41 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, yeah, that a lot, a lot to unpack there, although I just... Yeah, I wonder, I wonder how much Pokemon we're going to see next week, because I don't think Korokoro is going to have very much, and that comes out right before E3 starts. Mm-hmm. Speaking of E3, Donald, there's a little news beat that maybe came out today. Like, Nintendo doesn't say a lot of stuff directly. But in the same press release that they used to discuss the fact that the Pokken Tournament DX Invitational came out comes out, they also gave a lot of times for all their Invitational Tournaments. And what they also did was they timed the Nintendo Treehouse live at E3. And as far as, far as when Treehouse actually happens... They say, on Tuesday, June 13th, the show starts right after the Nintendo Spotlight E3 2017 presentation, about 9.30 a.m. Pacific time, which suggests that if the Spotlight presentation starts at 9 o'clock Pacific, and this thing starts at 9.30, this Nintendo Direct might be 30 minutes long, which is much shorter than... Most years outside of last year. Yeah, when last year it was five minutes, which was yeah. basically here's a Breath of the Wild trailer. Now let's now let's go to Treehouse Live for some Sun and Moon talk. But the um, last year was an exception. Yeah, yeah. but even <laughs> even considering what they did, because two years ago, or I, I guess it should be three years ago now, 2014, they had about a 47 minute show, but they also had two minutes worth of robot chicken sketches, which admittedly were kind of funny. Uh, they had about a three-minute explanation of Amiibo. And they had two long behind-the-scenes developer segments with Splatoon and Yoshi's Woolly World. If you take those out of the presentation, you're left with something in about the 30-minute range. I mean, I really don't think there's much you could do to predict how much content... <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> You'll see because two directs ago, I think it was. Remember how fast they went through all that information? Just like yeah, bam, they, bam, 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 and it was, it was fast. And and even then, when they even when they had the long arms and splatoons two segments, they still covered twenty eight games in the remaining twenty five minutes. Yeah. yeah. So if they do something like that, you could see a lot again, uh, or it could just be a couple handful of games they show. So. There's really no way to know until this thing happens how many titles you're going to see within that half-hour window. It's true. Their headline structure that they used in the last Nintendo Direct made you get through a lot of games really, really fast, which I could see, except you would think that since this is a Nintendo Spotlight presentation and not actually a Nintendo Direct, that they would gussy up the format a bit. Like, maybe they would get Rick and Morty. Well, they wouldn't get Rick and Morty because that's kind of an adult show. But they would get some sort of hip or at least hip five years ago type of animation 
to help them make this Nintendo product. There would be some cute scenes with uh, Mr. Kimishima and uh, Mr. Miyamoto. And I don't know if you're going to see you don't Kimishima think... because from what the, I've seen him a few times. I've actually talked to him very briefly. He doesn't know English that well. This guy, I don't think, really wants to be in the public spotlight nearly as much as Awada did. So I really don't think you're going to see him be part of yeah. the presentation. Yeah. It's probably going to be Honestly, I would expect Koizumi to handle the bulk of it. Oh, as he yeah. Koizumi is the new spokesman. He's basically the Awada presentation replacement, and Kimishima is the business replacement. Yeah, when I saw Kimishima and I like, recognized him, this was probably around 2005 or 2006 when he was head of Nintendo of America. And I was like, recognize him i said something to him and he was just like in shock that i knew who he was he's like me <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah back then like nobody really knew who he was so right so koizumi you also have bill trennan who they're basically making a tier nintendo personality now and and reggie, and they, and reggie they can try to for when retro debuts donkey kong <laughs> when he when he calls out his body uh, for for the third time each year, that when did that joke happen? Like thirteen, fourteen. It was two thousand seven for We Fit. Oh geez, so so it's ten years old today, and he's probably still going to make the joke this E three. Man, well, maybe he can tell us all about bulky gamer headsets. <laughs> <laughs> what a diagram! <laughs> yeah, I think that covers everything. We'll see. A lot of this yeah. is just. I'm disappointed, and we'll see. Can sum up my feelings on every all this news. Yeah, it's not nothing yeah, too exciting, but some of it just seemed like it was going to happen anyway. So mm. let's get it over with and get on to the next thing when it comes to Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. The, this this direct today honestly felt a lot like that mini direct they had in 2015, the one where they showed off Chibi Robo for the first time. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of felt like okay, we're going to clear the tracks of some stuff. And then we're going to go with the big, and then E3 is going to be theoretically about the bigger guns. Unfortunately, the bigger guns that year were Mario Tennis, Ultra Smash, and Animal Crossing. So it cannot be any worse than 2015. Right. Few things can be worse than 2015, except potentially 2016. <laughs> I think that's all we have to say yeah. for this yep. installment. Yeah. Uh huh. Anything, boys? Oh. There's the Pro Controller, the Splatoon 2 Pro Controller. Oh, yeah, this is a very Justin thing. <laughs> Tell me about this $5 discrepancy. That yes, so apparently made. Nintendo of America announced that the Splatoon 2 Switch Pro Controller is going to be released. Uh, Donald, do you have the date on that? I don't remember. Is it uh, July 21st? 21st same day yeah. Splatoon 2. Yeah. So that's coming out, and Walmart.com put it up for pre order, and it's $5 more than the standard Switch Pro Controller. So. Are are we sure that's Walmart's do? That's not Walmart's doing. It could be, but still, I think it's news. I mean, normally Walmart has the things for a penny less than everybody else, and now it's five dollars more. It seems kind of weird to me. And this isn't being marketed. I don't think is a limited edition. So why the markup? I don't know. I think they yeah, can get away I, with it. <laughs> if if I wasn't buying like five Amiibo and a copy of Splatoon two that day, I might have gotten this actually. As it is, I'll probably eh, I might pick it up for 
I get I get a bonus around that time at work, so I might just pick it up with that. Yeah, they're, they're like, the controller looks <laughs> nice, except you told me the D-pad isn't very good, so I don't even know if I'm going to get a Nintendo Switch Pro controller. Yeah, I think between Justin and one of my one of my friends from my Street Pass group, I know two people that have gone through eight Pro controllers because of the D-pad. Eight we'll have more on that tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, watch out on the site tomorrow. I'll be posting an editorial discussing the horrible D-pad on the Switch Pro controller, but no need to go into that too much right now. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's Nintendo News Report for this week. At 10.49, started at 10, eight-minute direct, and a weird half-line in a PR. That's a show, boys. Let us know what was more exciting, the direct or this video. The direct or this video. Well, yeah, and yeah. and keep it keep it locked here uh, because we'll probably have some more information about our E3 plans by the end of the week. Yeah, there's going to be Nintendo News Report. That's not necessarily a surprise. There's going to be Nintendo News Report. So look forward to yeah. that. There's going to be News Report, and I'm hearing that a couple of the RFN people have also gotten into E3 this year. Mm, that's nice. And Ooh. I should be at Neil's house doing some sort of live stream with him. I think that's the plan, but... NintendoWorldReport.com is a website you can go to to learn all this and more. You can also support us at patreon.com slash nwr. Donald, what else do you have? uh, Also, look for at least one, if not two, armed reviews tomorrow. Okay. Review for each arm. (laughs) Yep. What's that? uh, I'm guessing that's... I know who's got those reviews. Yeah, look forward to them. They got some interesting opinions. You've probably heard some of those opinions already, but now you can uh, hear them with a number attached to at least one of them, probably. All right. That's the show. Patreon.com slash NWR. Justin, where can we find you? You can find me on Nintendo World Report. I'm also on Twitter at KingNintendoFan. And from there, you could pretty much find me, find me everywhere else on Instagram. It's not too hard to find me. Just look for King Nintendo Fan or King Nintendo Fanboy. Nice. That's a, oh, always a pleasure, Justin Barubi. Yeah, great to be here. Great to be here. <laughs> We're coming along, talking some, some Pokemon with us. Donald can be found at Donald Mick. D-O-N-A-L-D-M-I-C-K. I can be found at Kulafia. C-U-L-A-F-I-A. Don't forget to listen to Donald's other show, Nintendo Free Radio. And also, you can find Nintendo News Report on iTunes. And also, now, on Google Play. I added us to Google Play, so you can listen to us on Google Play. Nintendo News Report on iTunes and Google Play. That's our show. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Later.